0: Hello everyone and welcome to CPA Canada's latest podcast. My name is Gord Beal, and I'm the Vice President of Research Guidance and Support at CPA Canada and I lead on our sustainability file. Today I'm very pleased to be joined by two trustees of the IFRS Foundation, Larry Leva and Maria Theophyllaktidis. The Foundation promotes the adoption of IFRS accounting standards and is the governance and oversight body of the International Accounting Standards Board. Larry Leva is the Vice Chair of the IFRS Board of Trustees, the former Global Vice Chair, Quality, Risk and Regulatory for KPMG International, and has served as an Executive Member of KPMG's Senior Leadership Team. We are also pleased to have with us fellow Canadian and IFRS Foundation Trustee, Maria Theophylactidis. Maria is the Executive Vice President, Global Finance with Scotiabank here in Canada and joined the IFRS Foundation trustees in January of last year. Welcome to both of you and so wonderful to see you. Thank you very much for your time. Let's set this up first. In September 2020, a consultation paper was published by the IFRS Foundation asking whether there is demand for global sustainability standards, and if so, whether there is support for the foundation to contribute to their development. Sustainability reporting, which we often also heard referred to as ESG or environmental and social and governance reporting, is clearly top of mind these days for investors, companies, regulators, and of course, for accountants. So, Marie, I'm going to start with you. Why do you think there is such demand for sustainability or ESG reporting?
1: Well, hi, Gordon. Thank you. As a start to say thank you for having us on this podcast today. Um, I would say that it's quite clear that climate change and sustainability matters are obviously a global challenge. And the reality is that disclosures and related reporting holds people accountable for actions to create change. So that's why there's been a focus on the topic and it's been building over many years. And it's actually just reached an inflection point in recent years to the point that this momentum is now driving urgency. You know, investors have increasingly wanted to, and in fact are expected to, consider sustainability or ESG matters in their investing programs. Um, But currently, they don't think they get the information they need. Uh, In a 2020 survey by BlackRock, 53% of the respondents said Poor data is a barrier to adopting sustainable investing. So this really highlighted the need for standardized ESG measures. Um, today, I think there's a myriad of initiatives out there. We, we sometimes refer to it as an alphabet soup of requirements. And um, while individually these initiatives are all good, and they're actually very impressive, Together, they're just creating this inconsistency, uh, redundancies, and a little bit of confusion for people. And, and in addition, there's a burden for preparers uh, in the market. So I think the these individual groups who've been working on sustainability reporting for a long time have even recognized the need for convergence and consolidation in order to ensure transparency and comparability for global adoption. So I don't think it was a real surprise for us when we did our 2020 consultation and it confirmed that, yes, there is a demand and it is an urgent demand for global standards. Uh, so I guess the time is ripe for this change on ESG issues. And we're at the forefront.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. Really, it's the IFRS Foundation's response to, to, to the market, uh, the market demand for the challenges that are being presented by this myriad of reporting standards, all of which had quality and relevance. But uh, you know, the, the whole process of launching the consultation obviously was a, uh, was was well timed. But I guess on that timing side, Larry, um, why the push for for this international sustainability reporting standards at this time? What are the benefits of of, of the globally accepted sustainability standards for organizations, investors, and the broader public?
2: Well, thanks, Gordon. And again, uh, really happy to be here. Uh, I should note that our push into sustainability reporting is tied to our current strategic review, which trustees of the IFRS Foundation carry out every five years. And in our conversations with key stakeholders, sustainability reporting was a very hot topic. And they strongly encouraged the trustees to get involved in the area. In September 2020, as, as you mentioned, we published the consultation and the three questions again real quick uh, Is there a demand for global sustainability standards? Should the foundation play a role in developing the standards? And if so, what what should that role be? And we received almost 600 responses from preparers, investors, asset managers and others and at a summary level the responses made very clear that first there would be significant benefit to having a global set of sustainability reporting standards. Second, there was very strong demand to improve the global consistency and comparability of sustainability reporting, which would obviously greatly benefit the investment community, but also preparers that are being overloaded with requests for information, as Maria noted. Third, there was also broad demand for the IFRS Foundation to establish a new sustainability standards board within the Foundation's governance structure to sit alongside the IASB. And lastly, it was broad agreement to prioritize climate-related risks. Mm-hmm. Well, in February, we set up a Trustee Sustainability Standard Steering Committee to explore our options and move forward to consider how best to meet the needs of investors in the capital markets.
0: That's excellent, Larry. Thanks very much for sharing that. It's uh, It's clear that this is largely market driven, there's a lot of interest right around the world for this, and and it's 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 amazing really to see the progress that has been made in, in a relatively short, short span of time. Having been quite passionate about this area for some time, I'm very encouraged by the by the by the recent developments. Um, now, Maria, you know Canada's economy and, and and our environmental reality is is unique, particularly when it comes to our resource sector and our vast northern climate. The Canadian voice was strong and supportive of the IFRS Foundation in the initial consultation last fall that Larry was just referring to. Why do you think this issue is so important to Canadian stakeholders?
1: Well, I think, uh, as you said, Canada has been a very active and supportive player in the consultation process. We did actually have significant input into the consultation process from multiple sectors in Canada, and uh, we really appreciate that engagement. I think it's the same reasons for Canadian companies and investors. They want to ensure there's comparability and consistency and remove redundancies and confusion in ESG disclosures so that truly you could see what people are doing across the globe.
0: That's excellent. I mean, do you think that these reporting standards could drive greater investment into Canada? Could it actually shift the way people look at Canada in that context?
1: Oh, I think that there is absolutely an opportunity for Canada here. You know, Canada has an excellent reputation as a supporter of international institutions, as a nation. We bring very important perspectives to the table when it comes to the sustainability discussion. And, you know, as an, as a country, as we move into the post pandemic recovery, uh, when we're determining these recovery measures, it's also an opportunity for us as a country to set financial policies and regulations that not only will promote long-term economic growth, but actually help deliver on environmental and social objectives. So when you have the government and Canadian business sectors so committed to sustainability, Um, you have an opportunity there. Even our extractive and energy sectors, they play a critical role in the global solution to tackle global climate change. So Mm -hmm. when you think of our resource-intensive sectors, it's important for them to continuously demonstrate their strong governance, their leading management of environmental and social risks. So large Canadian companies tend to be leaders in this space. So if you have that standardized disclosure, you can really highlight your progressive social and environmental practices. You can demonstrate your quality of your management of these things relative to your global competitors. So it will stimulate uh, investment. I think the, the answer really is if we have consistent and transparent disclosures, we can disclose our sustainability actions, and then we can increase the impact of Canadian economic competitiveness which will give us the potential to drive investment into Canada, Um, at least that's the way I see it.
0: Uh, that's great. I think that you raise a really important point there. This really is an opportunity for companies to have the ability to to communicate about what they're doing and to share transparently what they're what what actually is happening and the and the leadership that's actually taking place in this space is is so important to to be reflected that way. So thanks for that. Um, you know, I I referred Larry about uh, the the speed that we're getting at right now and and um, you know, sometimes the standard setting process can be criticized for for taking a bit longer than 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 the market would like. Uh, but I know also, of course, that's that's offset by the due diligence process that's necessary um, in standard setting. Um, but how long do you you know do you, f- do you feel how long before a new sustainability standards board is actually up and running? I mean, we're going through the consultation process right now, and um, I'm curious uh, if you can share with us how how long that might be, and if you can share some insights on on what are the next steps for the IFRS Foundation in this process.
2: Sure, and you know, I think we've been actually moving pretty quickly in March. uh, We set out our Strategic direction for the new board. It will focus on investors needs This is consistent with the DNA of the foundation and the mission of the IASB With the first priority uh, being uh, a climate standard But our remit will be broader with a focus on sustainability related financial reporting that is material to investors And our work is gonna build on uh, the existing frameworks. There has been a lot of really good feedback on the good work already done by the TCFD, the SASB, and others for us to use and not recreate the wheel. So our goal is to create a global baseline of international sustainability-related standards. And hopefully, our global baseline of standards will serve as the foundation of what we and others call our building block approach. That is having jurisdictions and regulators using our standards as a global baseline to drive consistency and comparability in the information of most interest to investors and then allowing jurisdictions the ability to add additional requirements as they see fit based on local priorities. So in April, uh, we published the findings of our first consultation as as well as proposing changes to the foundation's constitution to pave the way for the creation of a new board, essentially expanding the remit of the organization and setting out the institutional arrangements for the new board. And that consultation uh, is open until the end of July. We've started several uh, work streams to take this work forward and created working groups to help us. And we've also announced that we are recruiting for a new chair and vice chair for the new board and finally, our plan is to make a final determination, go or no go, by the United Nations COP26 meeting in November.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a great update. And yeah, absolutely, I would say that's, uh, that's moving at a tremendous uh, pace and, and, and appropriately so based on the demand, I guess, that you've been hearing from the marketplace. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrific to hear that kind of process ahead for us. Now, you, know, you've, you referenced a few things there, Larry, and, and Marie, I'm going to come back to you um, Climate change and the transition to net zero emissions was top of mind with uh, the G7 finance leaders recently, and, and it's driving the transformation in, in many sectors, uh, not just in Canada, but globally. Um, the early focus for ESG reporting standards, if I understood correctly, and based on what I've been reading, it will be on the E, the environmental side and the climate change side of things. I mean, why does this matter right now? And, and where do you feel the S yes issues are, such as diversity, equity and inclusion? Where do they fit in in, in this process?
1: Well, as you've seen from the public uh, and the the media, it's clear that there's a lot of urgency related to climate change. And our feedback uh, through the 2020 consultation also clearly said that the new board should prioritize climate because of this urgency. Um, And when you look at that priority, and then you also look at the area of climate disclosures, it's also the area that's the most developed. The TCFD recommendations are out there. And then there's the development of a prototype uh, for climate-related disclosures that has been developed by the Alliance of Organizations in the Sustainability Reporting Area, and they're building on the TCFD's recommendations. Um, The foundation has created a working group, the Technical Readiness Working Group, and they're looking to see how they can take this prototype and enhance it so it gives the board a running start. So it's really a timing thing. We are further along on climate. We can prioritize. But feedback to our consultation was also very clear that the new board should cover the full ESG spectrum. So discussions are already started about enabling the new board to work at pace on the disclosures relating to the S&G area. They're not going to be forgotten. It's just a matter of timing.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm certainly very happy to hear that. And I know many of our members would be happy to hear that too. I think that's terrific. Um, so, you know, we'll have many people listening to us uh, to this and and with various backgrounds, but, you know, I can say there's probably a fair amount of accountants out there. Um, I'm going to put you both, uh, if you don't mind, uh, a little bit on the spot here. Uh, and um, in, in two or three words, can you describe the roles that professional accountants can play in enhancing the value of sustainability reporting? And Maybe uh, Larry, I'll come to you, and then uh, and then and bring it back to Maria, if that's okay. Two or
2: three words is pretty tough, but uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, if you I, use I, a word
0: I, or two more, that's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I think. Look, there's there's so much to do, right? Um, and uh, we haven't really talked about assurance, but that's a a big part of it. You know, having consistency and comparability of information is is critical. But being able to rely on that information, you know there's been so much written about uh, greenwashing, so being able to provide assurance on that information is 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 really important and and it's not so simple as as simply taking you know your existing uh, auditors and you know they finish up on the financial statements and they move over to sustainability reporting. You need the appropriate subject matter uh, experts uh, to get involved uh, if you're, you know, at the company level, you know, you need to really understand everything that is involved in coming down the path because you need to be prepared. So, uh, you know, and and I just think, you know, that the general public needs to uh, really uh, uh, support in a a significant way, uh, I would hope, the global baseline approach that that we are uh, pushing, so that you know there is consistency and comparability. And if and if in Canada, uh, Europe, uh, Japan, other jurisdictions want to add on, you know, local priorities, absolutely, by all means. And that's that building blocks approach I mentioned before. Um, but let's have some 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 basic, consistent, and comparable information to move forward on. More than two, three words. Sorry about that.
0: That's okay. Thanks, Larry. So, Maria, please, uh, if uh, if you have any final thoughts on that, that would be great.
1: Well, you know, I, I am a CPA, so I'm a little biased, but I think professional accountants can impact across the spectrum here. I think they can be champions, advisors, preparers, gatekeepers, innovators, investors, um, in addition to assurance providers. So, we can have an impact in this field. It's a new field. It's a growing field. So. Um, there's a big opportunity for us.
0: Thank you both for those comments. Uh, you know, Certainly there's a number of pieces in there, whether it's the assurance side or the, our role in risk and strategy that uh, could be unpacked in a separate podcast altogether. I think there's... Uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of a lot of things to be done in this space, and and you know certainly when it comes down to it, so much of this ties to the public interest. You made the reference to greenwashing, Larry, and I think none of us want this to turn into something that's just a, uh, you know at the at the surface. We really want to understand what organizations are doing and how we're all contributing to this uh, this area around sustainability, ESNG. So So, uh, thank you for that. Um, uh, well, Maria Theophylactidis, uh, trustee of the IFRS Foundation and Larry Leva, trustee and vice-chair of the IFRS Foundation. I'd like to thank you both very much for your conversation with CPA Canada today. It's been insightful and helpful for for many of the audience to to hear what's happening right now. As Canada's accounting and governance leaders, uh, CPA Canada has been a longtime supporter and partner of the IFRS Foundation. Our members play a significant role, as you say, in business, in capital markets and corporate reporting ecosystem. On behalf of CPA Canada, I wish the IFRS Foundation trustees all the best in their deliberations around the new International Sustainability Standards Board. It's an important time for us and uh, and, uh, and there is important work ahead. So thank you again, both of you, for your time today. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Representing more than 220,000 members, CPA Canada is one of the largest national accounting bodies in the world working with the provincial, territorial, and Bermudian organizations as it represents the Canadian accounting profession, both nationally and internationally. For more information on the best practices that benefit business, society, and our members, visit cpacanada.ca.